I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> we got the chocolates. What the frick is that? We got the chocolates. Yeah, it's welcome back to another week of the Chocolates Podcast. I'm Lee. I'm Skin. That's uh, Migus over there. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. Migus films and then chimes in when we need him. I was going to say I'm Nickus. <laughs> well, you I could mean, have. I left space so I, much time. I forgot that I was going to do it and then you said it. and then. Uh, yeah, it's hard to remember that style oh, stuff. You can't, yeah. uh, you can't practice oh, that, always next week. Yeah, that's right. Now, Migus, we are actually, well, you've probably arrived by accident, but definitely stay for a laugh. Uh, we, uh, we got the chocolates. That's a win. And we as in collectively, as a week of the Chocolates group, we're in the midst of putting out some of these good chat episodes where we interview each other, basically. Uh, Mikus, it was your turn last week. You made some rather bold claims about what you wanted to do with your running. Yep. Uh, so give everyone uh, give everyone an update on how that's going. 50 marathons for the year, currently ticked off. Yeah, I mean, it's only day eight. So it I is only day eight. We're so making good progress. Yeah. Um, with zero? Yeah, but I'm planning on doing one soon. Oh, if you're oh, planning so, on doing it, you've basically uh, yeah. done it. That's I mean, you've pretty much ticked off all 50. <laughs> Having the idea is 50% of the target, so that's what I've heard before. That's so. one of the great quotes. That rings a bell. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Having no, no, the honestly. idea, just to recap that for everyone that wasn't listening, having the idea is 50% of the target is yeah. what you're going with. That's a proper tattoo right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I hope you include a few commas or something to break it up <laughs> slightly. Uh. Anyway, so that's what we do. We do good chat episodes at the moment. Uh, today's one that you're about to listen to is with Gody. Uh, mm-hmm. We get to speak to him, trying to remember what we speak to him about. Certainly a fair bit of cricket and uh, his yep. one game that he played for Queensland, but also how he got into that position. I know that. Certainly a bit about his family and how he met his wife, Kathleen. So I enjoyed speaking to Gody and asking him some slightly more personal questions. It was fantastic. Uh, and this is how that chat went. Gody, our good mate Gody, this is your good chat episode, in fact. So something you've been excited for for a long time, I'm sure. Yeah, pumped. Absolutely. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> We're at Vinden Wineries and uh, you, there's about eight more that you want to go and see, I think, mm-hmm. today. Yes. Pub lunch, game of golf. Yeah. And it's said you're doing this, which is wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it's just fantastic. There's nothing I'd actually rather be doing than this <laughs> right now. <laughs> but has it just gone a little bit brighter over on your side as well? Should yeah, we? Yeah, I mean, I mean we're meant to start at 9.30, I mean, it's 10 o'clock, doesn't matter. <laughs> se- se- semantics. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, perfect, mate. Well, I guess the idea with the, with these good chat episodes is we just want to find out a little bit more about you, probably away from the We Got the Chocolates mm-hmm. podcast, where we do know that you do some of your best work. You do a lot of good work in life, um, starting with <laughs> <laughs> starting with fatherhood. Yes. Yeah. Actually, no. Let's go back even earlier than that. Your your wife. I, I was going to ask you a little bit about your relationship. Yep. Um, which I assume is going swimmingly. Very judging, well. Judging by the body language of this trip. Uh, but you you met your wife, Kathleen, when? We met in grade eight. We were actually in the same grade eight class. So we've known each other for like 20 years. Uh, we didn't, never dated through high school. Um, and then we, like back end of grade 12, we found out we are doing the same uni course and we were from Bodiz, obviously. So we we, dro- we started driving up to uni. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. We, well, <laughs> well, it's an hour and a half from Bodiz to Brisbane, so like carpooling. And mate, yeah. petrol prices for uni students, mate, come on. Mm. Especially back then. They're Probably. way better now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but no, so we, we, we found that out and then, um, you know, basically started driving up to uni together when we like, basically just turned 18 and we've pretty much been together since, like, yeah, the first year of uni. So, yeah, we've known each other a long time. It is a long right. time. Yeah. And what, so there was no interest for the first we, 10 years you knew each other? We were always right? mates. Like, we were, like, in the same, like, social circles. Like, yeah. um. No, we hung out and stuff. Like we're like both got similar interests as in like we're both in like school sports teams, all that type of stuff. So like she, yeah, we we're always mates. Um and then it just sort of kicked on off. She she just couldn't resist, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't yeah. blame her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were a very good looking unit back yeah. then. I mean, honestly. I mean, who doesn't love a skinny redhead? <laughs> 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 Magnificent. Yeah. Kathleen's got a very similar sense of humor to you. Is that, I, I would say at least, would you agree with that? Or, yeah, is, that, yeah. or is that something you've maybe just instilled yeah. in? Has that always maybe been the case? Maybe a bit of both. But like, that? we, like, you know how like they get that, like, the relationship cliche, oh, you're best mates. So we actually are. Like, we're very, very similar yeah. and we like take the piss out of each other a bit. Yeah, or more right. on a bit. Like, yeah. Le- Lethal's known Kathleen for probably, you know, pretty much since we started dating. Yeah. Not Lee and I haven't started dating, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, I've known Lee. I think Kathleen and I had only been dating for about six months when I met Lee. So, like, Lee knows our relationship and how it works. And it's pretty, um, yeah, we keep it pretty lighthearted despite the fact we've been together for that long and yeah. two kids and all that. It, it actually, you're right about that saying because it was telling me that famous saying yeah, before yeah. marry yeah. your best mate and you'll yeah. never work a day in your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do remember saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that one, because yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is sick though. Man. Like the fact that you've been yeah since since like university. You also like you moved in together relatively early in that in that relationship. Is that fair to say? I mean, well, it's more like so because we were both desert. We like had to be up in Brisbane like three or four days a week. So like we were lucky. Dad was you know dad was a bank manager and like he. Quite a smart man too. So he he bought like a like an investment property up in Brisbane and we just rented it off him essentially. So um so like we had it up there basically for all us three kids. And then obviously when Kathleen and I started dating, it just made so much sense that like, you know, she just stayed there as well. So like wouldn't say we were never together like seven days a week straight away, but like we would spend three or four nights together. And like she'd fly back to her place on the weekend, or I'd go back to her place on the weekend, or just whatever. So yeah. yeah. And then like cricket training, like she wouldn't start for cricket training nights because like you and I would obviously <laughs> like <laughs> cricket training should finish at eight, but that's when our fun started when we started like you know pranking. That was the real training. Yeah. <laughs> the real training started at about eight fifteen when we started like you know pranking our teammates, like not letting them go back to the house, you know, like breaking into the houses, all that type of stuff. So we probably got home at about eleven. Yeah. Our sleep what? patterns were pretty ordinary. Yeah, pretty back then. ordinary. There was yeah. a time I remember one particular time with Jack Leach, who we've yeah we've had on the 
we got the Chocolates podcast before where he was rigging us and like it genuinely sounded like Batman because someone, we don't know who, yeah. was throwing rocks at his window from, <laughs> from outside. Like not like at the glass but just like making noises on, on the, the roof. Side of his roof. Just on the roof. roof. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and he like rang us and go to, go to, he's got it obviously in the car and it was on loudspeaker. <laughs> and uh, and all I heard from Jack Leach was, where are you? <laughs> at the top of his lungs. But the great news is like with Lethal and I, we really commit to pranks and like <laughs> so like I would like answer the phone like some because it'd be like 9 30 night or whatever and I'd answer all this like hello <laughs> like just pretending to like have been woken up by the call we did another one where I was banging on the side of the car and we're like no nah, mate we're just at the fuel station just changing the tire yeah <laughs> We're sitting down the front of his car. <laughs> this is the front of his house. Like, we're no, just man, sorry. commitment to the cause. Yeah, we just, no, we just got a flat tire. Yeah, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, drop right, 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 uh, about the sort of marriage situation and was there much creativity to the proposal? Yeah. Was it always, was it very obvious early doors that like, hey, this is. Yeah. 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 Straightforward. So yeah. like we, I proposed Kathleen New Year's Eve uh, when we were 23 yeah. um, mm-hmm. in Melbourne. Issue was like, you guys know me, I'm not overly creative, right? I'm creative in regards to the stuff we do here. Like we have a bit of fun stuff like that, but like, you know, I can, I, I'm not that great at taking <laughs> no. photos uh, or. Just as an example of how creative he is, he just went a uh, strapped masking tape to the bottom of Skin's door so that he would trip over it when he was in the shower. <laughs> and he did. And it was hilarious. <laughs> um, but like, so uh, I posted down in Melbourne. Um, issue was, as the trend back then was like, you know, the, the chinos weren't overly uh, loose fitting. They were quite a tight fitting chino and I had the ring box in the pants. Um, oh, and oh, you know, the old saying, is that a ring box, in, ring box in your pants or are you just excited to see me? That was actually it. Um, so I think Kathleen caught on pretty, like like she knew I was going to propose to her before that trip. So like she got an hours and it's like, she's not an idiot. Um, and then I, I got a bit nervy at dinner. I wasn't going to do it at dinner. I couldn't work out what I was going to do. I didn't really know Melbourne that well. I ended up proposing pr- essentially in front of the casino um, uh, in front of a lot of homeless people. So um, oh. it's quite romantic. Um, got the answer we got after and yeah. uh, here we go. It's good that she didn't just say no if you know oh, what I mean. Oh, that is good. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that was good. That was good. Very good. <laughs> good all around. No, no. But no, well, it certainly was no surprise. Um, okay. Yeah, pretty cruisy. So, so you wanted uh, to do it at dinner. But. Oh, I, I, no, I didn't want to do it at dinner. I didn't want to do it in front of too many people, but I didn't really have like a here's where I'm going to do it. Gotcha. Because we're in Melbourne. I don't think she'd never been to Melbourne. I'd only been there to play cricket. So, I mean, you don't really see much we get in a cricket trip or anything like that. So um, the casino it is, <laughs> what a romantic spot. Fair. Just okay. donated 250 there the night before as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Remember that one cricket trip that you did go on to Melbourne where the entire game got rained Watched out? out. That was the best. All four days. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a it was a second it was my second ever second eleven game and it was when junction oval just got relayed. Yeah. And it never rained during the day. It just rained overnight. And basically first day we played, I got a duck. We were all at 110. They were one for 111 stumps and just passed us. Oh, uh, rain night two, rain night three, rain night four, games off. We just literally sat in a pub in St Kilda for Three days essentially. <laughs> they just send us home like like early day four. So uh, I guess we should probably just go. I guess <laughs> like the last two days we didn't even go to the ground. So and we're like waiting at the pub. So and we're off. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and then I just wanted to ask a little bit too about you're the only member of, I guess, our group of mates who uh, has taken the step into fatherhood, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. You've got two kids, Dom, Maggie. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit about, like, was that was that always you think, but it's funny talking to you now. It's like, are you going to have any more kids? And it's pretty like, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like, but obviously you're very happy with the two oh, that yeah. you have got. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. Like, it's, yeah. the thing is, it's like, Parenting is weird because, like, you can make parenting quite easy if you plonk your kids on the couch and, like, let them watch TV and stuff like that. You can just sit them down there and just do whatever and do carry on. But, like, I think the more fun it is, the harder it is as well. Mm. Like, if you want to get out and do shit with them, like, that's – it's really fun, but it's, like, it's hard. Mm. It's not it's – not, and you've met my two kids. They're not exactly the most um, – uh, stationary human beings. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, you do remember that time where Dom, you just said, hey, Lee, can you just go down and jump on the trampoline with Dom for a bit? It'll keep you entertained. Yeah. It's good, except I was going for four hours. <laughs> you had to sleep over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they don't, like, yeah, some kids are like really, really great. They'll just like sit down and just sort of like, and that's that's great. But like our kids are sort of quite um, active, shall we say, particularly the second one. Fucking hell. <laughs> That's Maggie. Really. Oh, mate. So how old is Maggie now? She's two and a half. Right. And yeah. she, that's like her stage now is the hardest. Like everyone like complains about the newborn stage. Newborn snack. Like the first six months. <laughs> first six months, first six months easy. They don't, like, they don't go anywhere. Like they just eat, sleep, feed, get it. You know, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Like from I reckon 18 months to three is utter carnage. As in just running. Every- just, just, yeah. Like you just can't. So I'll give you an example of that. So like, well, Kathleen was out probably fucking shopping as per usual. <laughs> no. <laughs> she's not listening. She's, she's, not, she's not looking here. around. She's not here. Am I going to get hit? No, no. So like, I think she might have been at work. Like, literally just put- <laughs> <laughs> Is she usually at work when you say she's shopping? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, she, yeah. she works out there. She's working a lot harder than what we're doing right now. Yeah. Uh, but like, I was literally just putting some clothes way upset and there was like literally two minutes of silence. Like that's it, two minutes of silence. Something's happened here. And like she moved like her, like a little rocking horse, like to her chest of drawers, climbed up onto the chest of drawers and um, was basically in the process of pouring hand sanitizer onto her face. Good. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem like a very well thought out plan. From like, the child. From the child. Me. She is a child. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, just that shit. You just can't look like she'll just run out of the room. She's got like pseudo cream, just like zinc cream smattered all over her face <laughs> and stuff like that. It's just like. Like I left you for forty five seconds, child. Not <laughs> just sit down and play time, with a doll or something like do that. You have times where you walk back into a room and just be like, "What happened?" Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially what it is. Like, and like she's getting into Kathleen's makeup now. So literally, like you'll be in like again, you'll be upstairs or whatever, and like she'll come out and she'll have like foundation literally just all over her face. I'm just like, "Fuck me!" <laughs> like, can you just fucking not? <laughs> yeah, but it's good fun. Um. Yeah, highly recommend it. <laughs> no, nah, nah, it's awesome. Like, I love it. Like, yeah. it's literally, it's, it having the. F- I reckon it's, that was like the trigger, not the trigger point, but that was like the turning point in my career. Career was like when I had Dom, the first one. Like everyone sort of says it, but you literally just say, uh, "Well, I'd got fuck all runs on the weekend, or I didn't get any weeks, so it doesn't matter. Everything's sweet." So yeah, it's good. Right. Yeah. No, sweet. I just thought you moved to Mike Tom's. So That's all right. <laughs> I was say He's something. Ice cream. <laughs> This is what biggest did. He went there. With- <laughs> 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 uh, you never know what I might say. Oh, something. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> He's literally sold me with a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're a fool. Yeah. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Oh, that's good. You mentioned, you mentioned your cricket uh, there, Gody. And for anyone listening, I think we've made the joke enough, but you just never know when. It's just not really a joke, actually. But you just never know when someone jumps on that's a new listener for mm-hmm. the first time. But you were a very good cricketer. Probably mm-hmm. still are. You just don't play. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that makes it hard to be quite good at it. <laughs> but, uh, but for those that don't know, Gody, you did make it actually to essentially well, pretty close to the highest level mm-hmm. to the point where you get paid to play mm-hmm. uh, and played a game for Queensland. Yep. Uh, it was – well, we take the piss out of it. It was indeed just the one game mm-hmm. and it wasn't the greatest debut of all time. No, I think quite we, poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've told that story enough. Uh, but – well, we'll quickly recap yeah, it. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whose story is it to tell? No, yeah. no. Nah, nah. So I got called into um, – I started off that year well, like really well. I like got runs yeah. and wickets and was flying. Um, so if people don't understand, so sorry, just for some context, yeah. uh, in Queensland we play in the Brisbane grade cricket competition, first grade. First grade is essentially the highest level that you can play uh, before you go up and play for Queensland. Or, and then that's where you get picked. So all the Queensland guys that aren't getting picked or if they've got a weekend off, they come back and play in our competition, which is Brisbane first grade. Mm. And Goaty was basically Don at that. Uh, Peter Burge medal, which is the yeah, – so I don't know what year, what year was that. That was that year, 2018-19. Yeah. So yeah. the Peter Burge medal is essentially the best cricketer in the Brisbane grade cricket competition, including yeah. Queensland players that play in it. Yes, right. I remember um, one. There was one year. I, I assume it was probably that year where you went hundred, 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 and it was like this guy's never going to not make a hundred. Yeah. The next week, you finally didn't make a hundred. I was like, ah, he's done. He's he's cooked. <laughs> Took six five. Yeah, that, that was that was early. That was actually like early. I think I was tw- uh, lethal was still at the club then. I think. Yeah. Were you then? Is that two thousand twenty? I reckon. Yeah, two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. Yeah, went hundred, hundred on the Saturday, hundred on the Sunday. The next Saturday, hundred. And then the next Saturday after that, I got six for. Yeah. So that, that was fun. But no, so that 2018-19 that year, like I got, I think I started the year, I got 99 on a 50, 60 off 25. And then in a one-day semi, got, I think I got like 83 not out of 39 and just like T-balled them basically. Um, <laughs> and then two people got injured quick. Like Jack Willemuth got injured at the start of the year. So he was out for a while. They went with Jack Presswich. And then Jack Presswich debuted and got injured in, on his debut. So I was – like, given given that I'd sort of spent a long time not getting picked, I, I was still not quite sure that I was going to, yeah. um, even though it probably stood out like dog's balls that I should have. Well, I was um, going to say too that you probably at this point, like you'd been hitting the ball pretty well for maybe 11 or 12 years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, um, yeah like the year before, like I, I 
went good as well, um, and then got injured in the back end of the year. But yeah, so I was still I was still wasn't sure, and then I got a phone call basically at work saying, um, "Yep, yeah, you're in. Get on a plane." So, um, which was really really cool, and it was just more like it wasn't even. Like, I was obviously stoked, but it was more like a relief thing to get picked. Hey, like it's mm. just more like okay, f- it, it felt more like. It was more of a recognition than an achievement. So, okay, well, we've finally seen that you've – I think at that point in time, I think I had six or 7,000 first-grade runs and maybe nearly 300 wickets or something like that. So, yeah, I'd done my time to, to sort of get picked sort of thing. Um, flew down there and then the next day I was 12th man for Western Australia when Darcy Short broke that record and got 240. Yeah. yeah. That was quite a good night. That was massive. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I was literally like 12th man, A, running water, but B, also like fetching balls out of like, the canteen. <laughs> like, he, he brained us, like – and then got called like a day or two later, um, the day before the New South Wales game, called into the coach room and said, okay, you're going to debut tomorrow, and, um, which is obviously pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, the day, like the, the debut was so weird. Like it was sort of like a bit blurry. Um, mm. I batted seven. Uh, Chris Green turned into bloody Harbhajan Singh and bowled <laughs> this massive Duzra. No, no, no. So I ended up missing an off break from Chris Green, who's a, a really good spinner from yeah. New South Wales. He's played shitload of shield cricket now yeah. and he's played for Australia yeah. last week in the, yeah. in the 2020s. Um, and yeah. I, I thought, I remember watching the game at the time and thinking like, this actually is the perfect matchup because one thing that you're pretty known for, or that you were known for definitely mm. in the grade comp was like, don't bowl spin to Gody. Mm. Like he just tease him. Yeah. And then- so I was—I remember thinking like, "Oh, this is beautiful!" Like facing his first ball from a spinner, sort of thing. Like yeah. that'll make him feel good. Yeah. Like and like, give him credit. It was a fucking, yeah, it was it was a good, good ball. ball obviously, it's yeah. a really good ball. So I've like played miss, got bowled, like clipped off bar. So yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. and then I was sort of, I was in the team as like the sort of like the all rounder. So I, I I was probably never going to bowl ten overs. Um, I was probably just going to bowl like share some overs. So I think we had Charlie Hemphrey bowl some off spin as well. So. Um, and Onreeks and Jack Edwards. Jack Edwards got hundreds and teed us up everywhere, including me. I got fucking pumped everywhere, like absolutely just met. Uh, and before you know it, the game was done. And like, I was feeling on the boundary and they were like, I think we got, Lenny got 100, got a big 100 too, like 130, 140, and they got like 290. And they were two for 250 off like 30-something, and it was just mm. the game was done. I was sitting on the boundary and I was like, oh, okay, game's done. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, so that was like pretty hollow that night. Yeah. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, like I got shitloads of messages, support from everyone, which is great. Obviously, spoke to Kathleen a fair bit. Um, uh, yeah, like I said, it was pretty. It was a hollow feeling. I, I, I knew I was probably not going to play the the next game anyway. Um, being in North Sydney, I like small boundaries with the bowling and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was really really. It was deflating. Mm. Yeah, like it was. Um, and just more more from a perspective of like the thing I hated the most because I was always sort of like they always sort of had the, okay, he's not going to do it at the next level. He's not going to do it at the next level. He's not going to yeah. do it at the next level. And that's why I don't think they never picked me, never picked me, never picked me. And then I finally got to the next level, didn't perform. So that proved them right. And But at the end of the day, I don't think that they were. I think given another two or three chances, I think I would have gone fine. fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like there's not – Do you but, feel like that was the feedback to you throughout your – or did you get that, that feedback? Was second, was, that was a lot of secondhand feedback. Yeah. Um, th- that's the thing I was probably most frustrated with my whole career is that I didn't really get that feedback um, a lot. Yeah. Like it, I got it secondhand from like my club coaches and stuff like that. Um, granted, like there was probably only a really small handful of times where I thought, okay, they might pick me this week. 
like the rest of the time, I think it was more like a, a bit of fluff, like in regards to, oh, he should be getting picked. I'm saying, oh, no, no, no. There's literally two times in my entire life I thought I'd get picked in the Shield, in, in, in the shield side. Um, one was uh, early um, we where they went with Marnus, Labuschagne. Um, terrible decision. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I, mean, I mean, they've got that one fucking terribly wrong. <laughs> no, so uh, so that there's basically like four – no, three spots, and there was four of us young batters coming. It was me, Nick Stevens, Ben McDermott, um, and Marnus. Oh, so. um, we played a game against Scotland the week before. Um, they all got runs. I batted three, and Marnus fucking barbecued me. <laughs> <laughs> he was good for that. Oh, my days. Years. He's literally just – he's like, dump on the square leg, yes, 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 no, and I was out by about eight metres. <laughs> oh so he's ended up with – I think he got 50. The rest of them got runs. I run out for 10 or something like that. <laughs> And then next week they all get picked in the shield. So I'm saying, thanks, man. Beautiful, mate. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I watched that game. That was when I was living in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, so no, it was – and the other time was um, the Shield guys had a game the same week, the second 11 game. It was my last second 11 game, and you played that one as well, which yeah. is – that was – we got quite frustrated that game yeah. as well at a few sort of things. But no, it was – I always felt so frustrated in regards to that. Um the one that really annoyed me, again, like I said, with the Bulls stuff, I didn't think I'd play that much. Um, not getting at least one look in for the Heat, Yeah, I think, I don't think, how do I say this? <laughs> it was fast school. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Towards, especially towards that back end, like is, I think I had a three-year period where I was averaging 50 of the stick and striking at 208. In something. 2020 cricket. In 2020, 2020 cricket. Right. Including, you know, like a record that'll probably never be broken in regards to high school. Do you know that record off by heart, Mickers? Oh, 172? Nine. Oh, oh off 63? So cool. Off 72. Close, but yeah. And then like- <laughs> yeah, Just trying to help you later. out, mate. Yeah, yeah. And then two weeks later, I got man in the match in the grand final. I got 66 off 20 balls. Mm. And yeah, then- right. That's pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. And so to not get a look in after that and to see- to see other guys, not even just in Brisbane, to see other guys in the other franchises go, oh, fucking, yeah, really? Yeah. That that stung my piss a little. Do you reckon that had a reason? Because, like, when you stopped playing, as you said, like that last – and that's how we know each other, how we originally met each other was through cricket. So I watched you from being, like, we were 19-year-old kids when yeah. we met at Valleys in 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'd watch you – obviously, I moved away to Adelaide and stuff, but I'd watch you be very good for that – whole period of time until I'd come back to Brisbane. We played second 11 together, I think, two, just before COVID that yeah. was in that year. Yeah, 2019, 20, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. So that, that probably ended up being your last year, would it? Yeah, I played a little bit the year after. Um, likely, yeah. So do you reckon that had a big part of why you sort of went, look, I'm probably okay with not playing anymore? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 100% not. And, like, it's – I got – from a grade perspective, I ticked every box. Like I won a Burge. Uh, we won comps. Like we won a two-day comp. And the other, I think we won five trophies. Um, played second level, all that type of stuff. The, that last second level game that we talked about was a frustrating one. Um, we got beaten by ACT. Um, and it, it just sort of gave me an insight into how it actually works as well in regards to – You were also captaining I that was game. captaining that game. Um, that, I, I, I was. I reckon I was a small chance to play the Shield game that because again Jack Williams got injured um, and Maxie Bryant played the Shield game. He debuted that game, um, so they went for a batter rather than the all rounder to come in at seven. Um, and I remember they were. Well, you remember they were none for fifty off about twelve overs. We won some bowled. We were sort of getting whacked a little bit, and I came on and bowled um, and bowled quite well that yes. day. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think 
I end up finishing with 17 overs, one for 19. Um, in, <laughs> and then the feedback that we got was like, don't bowl yourself that much. You bowled yourself too much. Yeah. And Lee and I, 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 I went straight to, I went straight to Lee after. I said, like, is this right? And we just sort of say, oh, fuck this, basically. So, yeah. It was yeah. bowling to Nathan McAndrew. It likes a very good cricketer place of South Australia yeah, now, yeah. and uh, and he was like turning to me, pl- going like literally like playing and missing, and going like, "Please take this guy off." <laughs> like, I'm not captain. I don't think we're going to based on how you're playing him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that 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 was sort of like, and I was like, okay, yeah. Um, that was quite frustrating. Yeah. You could sense my frustration at the back end of yeah. that too. So, um, but no, then that, that's what I sort of called it quits. I played a little bit of the one day in the 2020 stuff, which that was just more for a, to stay involved. Um, and because I love valleys and you know, I've never played for anyone else, never will play for anyone else, probably will never coach anyone else, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And you're doing your coaching and stuff. Yes, yeah, so I'm doing coaching like now. It. So, like, I've been a level three coach for five years now. So, I'm doing the 2020 max with Valleys. I'm um, still coaching down there on a Thursday night, doing a bit of stuff in the Brisbane Premier League. So, yeah. Look, I still want to be involved. I still love cricket. But that that last two year period where I was sort of in and around, and there's some frustrating times in there. And I just took it to the end, like, young kids are saying, nah, fuck this. Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, how did you end up at Valleys in the first place coming from Bow Desert, was that? Yeah, so my uncle was like a Valleys grace. Like he got like 430 first grade wickets for Valleys mm-hmm. um, and a, as mad as a cut snake. Mm. Like He was like known to like get down and moo on an <laughs> outfield if he didn't feel like it was up to standard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fairly certain he got suspended for throwing his shoe over an umpire's head. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, right. so he was, yes, yeah, so I, I was never going to go anywhere else, Barber. Okay. <laughs> Happy Gilmore yeah, of cricket. Mate, yeah. That's the best. Mate, mate. Dude, you end up doing weird stuff as well. Not that. No, but it's <laughs> not quite that, that level. Oh, I mean, is I, there I, a video of you? There's, you appeal, the umpire gives it not out, you walk out to square leg and take your shirt off or something. <laughs> Literally exactly the same. I hardly say that. That's my fault. <laughs> it was just trying to get a ten. <laughs> I mean, I am a redhead. Um, yeah, no. So I was always going to go to Valleys, and like okay. so we'd have to drive up and back from Brisbane like twice a week. When I was like, I think I started Valleys when I was fourteen, fifteen, and yeah, so right, dad, okay. dad would wag work early, which I'm sure he'd be thrilled at. Um, <laughs> and then I'd, I'd chuff off school early um, to right. come up, and then and then yeah, but it was like Souths or Bean Lee. Well, probably our closest yeah. clubs. Yeah, I reckon. And South wanted me to go there, but I was just, nah, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. good. Yeah. Perfect. And then, uh, mate, in terms of, I guess, to finish the We Got the Chocolates podcast, how did we manage to convince you to get involved there? <laughs> I don't think it was a lot of convincing. Uh, early doors, I think it was harder just yeah. with, again, like distance to travel, yeah. Uh, yeah. kids. And I think Kathleen, I reckon, might have been pregnant, I reckon, yeah. with the second one when we sort of when it kicked, kicked off, off fully, yeah. I reckon. Because actually like growing up together again, like 2009, 10, yeah. those years where we just did ridiculous pranks and yeah. stuff, like people used to always say to us, as in like me and you, it was like, you guys should do something like mm. this together. I think podcasts were even a thing back then, but it was like, yeah. you guys should do something together like this. And I guess it can be a lot of like talking. And a lot of the time we'd be like, yeah, good idea. And then obviously do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, t- to be fair as well, like even that the second eleven game we played in Adelaide as well, like w- we saw that as an opportunity. I think the podcast, I reckon you would have been 50 FD, mate. Not even I, had, that, I, I, I think I'd done one or two guest yeah. I hadn't really done yeah. it. Started like full okay. time with you. And we had, we turned that trip essentially into like podcast content. Um, <laughs> 
We and basically then, just did a live podcast yeah, for all the other players. Oh, actually, we're playing a game here as well. <laughs> um, and we brained him that week too, actually. Um, <laughs> we actually did. Uh, but, like, we did, like, skits in the change room and stuff like that. Like, we'd fucking- Good for me. Yeah, like, so Leith, Leith would be sitting on the other side of the change room and, like, one of us would crack a gag, like, as we fucking do. As <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, and, like, we just sort of both, like, just poke our heads around the corner and, like, just make sure the other one recognised it. No one else in the change room would be laughing and we'd be here, like, you see our headphones. Chris Wan was the assistant coach. He was a guru. Is a great man to tour with, and he would be like, he would like caught on to it pretty early, and he'd be like, you're like Jacqueline Hyde, you too. It's like if one of you laughs, the other one will be looking for it, laughing as well. We just keep poking our head out, like, you got that one, mate? Yep. <laughs> yeah, we got it. No one else no. did. Did we ever tell the the actual stupid Italian restaurant no, story properly? Good time to tell. Yeah, oh, yeah. Do you know you know how we always refer to this about when Cody went to the Jamie Oliver <laughs> restaurant? Yeah. So it's, oh yeah, it's probably yeah. the funniest thing. Has ever happened in my life, <laughs> and I was involved. Um, basically, Obviously. on the third night, no, Goody, second, no, second, second night, night. Goody yeah. was a very nervous batter. We're talking a lot about one particular game, but yeah, yeah like so, it was a second level game in Adelaide. Goody was a very nervous, waiting to bat type of guy. So yeah. he was batting five, I yeah. think. Yeah, and uh, and he was sitting there. He was sitting there on the boundary, and like this was the same day that he did the Jack Clayton nearly ran himself out, and Goaty stood up like threw his bat and was like, "If there's anything more overrated than the quick single to go from eleven to twelve, I'm a poor judge." In front of numerous Queensland in front of all the Queensland cricket stuff. <laughs> All the queens are green stuff going, great running, boys. Yeah, go, no, no, good intent, boys. I'll oh, stop getting fucking run out. <laughs> so he's done that. And then Corey Hunter got out in like last over the last over the day. So yeah. Cody had to go out and face like four balls. Yeah. And he hit one of them for two. And uh, anyway, me, Baze, and Goaty went for dinner that night at Jamie Oliver's restaurant, yep. whatever it was, this mm-hmm. Italian restaurant in Adelaide. And uh, and as we like walked in, it was just like these ladies who it was obviously like a hen's party. Yeah, it, was like a like hen, it felt like a hen's do. It was like a Wednesday night, yeah, but, or like a big work do yeah, or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they were just like very raucous, like having a great time. Obviously, and, and as we walked through the door, the <laughs> the poor waiter. <laughs> It's like, hey guys, I'll show you to your seats. And then they've like started just like cheering over there. Like there was a big round of applause, which obviously had nothing to do with us, but <laughs> there was a big round of applause for like a work trip ending or something like that. And Cody took his hat off and was like, ladies, please, I'm only two not out. <laughs> <laughs> And me and Faze just literally like collapsed laughing. We just like thought it was the greatest thing. It was so quick. Like it's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. We were just not, me and Faze had no idea what he was doing. (laughs) (laughs) We just lost it. And then for the rest of that night, so that poor lady, she was the waiter on our table for the whole night. So her first interaction with us was Goaty saying, I'm only two not out. (laughs) She probably didn't even get it. Me and Faze like going into cardiac arrest. From laughing at her, and then and then then the rest of it, we just made ridiculous Italian jokes every time she came back. Every time she came back to service, should should I get this pass or is that fusilli of me? All that type of gear, we would have done forty. Oh god, I feel so sorry for that. I felt so sorry for Bays towards the back end. He just didn't stop laughing. Bays was laughing. He never got to eat. Was like. I told my girlfriend I could actually drive spaghetti. She would have seen the look on her face when I drove past her. And we're like, and we're looking up at the waiter and she's just like hating us. I don't know how you can hear that and hate it. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
watch if someone said that many puns on a night, I would be the greatest yeah. night of my I life working. Finish with like, did you rate any of them, or were they way too cheesy? As she was grading, <laughs> as she was grading puns, and then like, <laughs> she put, did you guys want salt and pepper? We're like, yeah, sorry for peppering you about these puns. <laughs> <laughs> she, she wasn't happy, boy, nah, nah. but uh, we, on the other hand, we were, thought it was great. Yeah. So basically, from that trip on, we we're like, we need to get Cody on the podcast. Yeah. And that pretty much happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so but, but yeah, it was, it was, I think the first one we did was at my joint and we yeah. were e-jazzed. Yeah. And we set up for three hours, obviously, which has become a staple. Yeah. 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 <laughs> which, which is always, which is always thrilled you. <laughs> I've got two kids. I work a job. I'm quite inefficient. And then these guys work at their own pace, but I love it. No, it's good. It's, it's seriously it like Mondays for us, like are so fun, yeah. aren't they? Like, yeah. It's just, it's just, a great way to spend three hours when it should take 45 minutes. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but like, it's just, they're just so fun, like, because it's just like we live in a different world now. And like, we get to laugh at each other for three hours. Yeah. Not much better than that. Which we would do anyway. But we do anyway, but now we do it in person rather than like face, rather than like on text to Mikus. Yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> well, Cody, it's been magnificent to get to talk to you, I must say, and just get, well, I mean, we get to talk to you a lot, but yeah. get to talk to you more about you. And mm-hmm. I guess that's sort of the point of doing these good chat episodes. Uh, there'll be one for each of us. I'm not sure which is going out first. Probably yours. Seems we recorded it first. Uh, well, would that make sense? <laughs> so, <laughs> so enjoy that. Uh, and there'll be one from, from all of us, but it's been great to, uh, to yeah, get to chat to you more about what makes you tick, mate, and some of the funny stories from your life. And we look forward to having many more laughs with yeah, you. So absolutely. thanks, buddy. Thanks, boys. Beautiful. So there you go. That is Gody. Hopefully you feel like you know him a little bit more now than what you did at the start of the episode. I enjoyed it a great deal. I asked plenty of questions. Mika, so did you actually. Yep. I really enjoyed that chat. (laughs) (laughs) Offered a lot. That was down in the Hunter Valley. And I don't think I've ever seen Gody as happy as what he was just in that sort of house, that arrangement having, I think there was about 72 wineries down there. Gody would have visited at least 65 of them. Yes. He gave them a proper run. Real good crack. Yeah. So he was very happy. If you ever want to make Gody happy, um, Take him to a winery. winery. <laughs> I think he's back at wineries now. Yeah, he's back in Adelaide now. That's why he's not here. <laughs> he's in the Barossa and just like, hey, Lee, did you ever go to this winery? What were you down there? No, mate. There's about 400. You've been to 350 of them. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, now, that is the end of this particular week of the Chocolates a bonus episode. We welcome you to be a part of the Chockies crew and get in touch with us as per usual. You can do that firstly via our socials. It's at We Got The Chocolates wherever you are on social social media and in our social bios you'll find a link tree which has discount codes for LSKD clothing better be a merch they're both 15% off for chalky listeners help us help you by checking those out yep and you can also help us by heading to our website we got the chocolates.com.au on our contact page you'll find the chalk line if you want to leave a voice message of some description or if you'd prefer to write in you can do that below as well and uh, jump onto Spotify and uh, Apple and leave us a review yep uh, five stars obviously uh, mm-hmm. And jump onto YouTube, leave some comments, like, subscribe. Nicely uh, done. Uh, yep. Throwback to me. Throwback yeah, back over late. Yeah, yeah, it's your time. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> and that was Migus with the weather this week. Uh, now, remember that if you are out there having a laugh with your mates throughout the week, then you're absolutely getting the chocolates. We love having you listening here. We'll be back again next week with a couple more episodes for you. And as always, good luck in the future. And that's Stumps. Love you. Love you. Love you.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.